Hey guys, I just wanted to take this opportunity and inform you about our amazing virtual summit called the Game Changers Summit coming up in January 21st, 22nd, 23rd. It features some of the biggest thought leaders and game-changing speakers from around the world. It is for established business owners and entrepreneurs that are stuck, that are plateaued, and are ready to take things to the next level. We're going to give you some new ideas, some new tools, some new tactics, some new strategies. We're going to be going through all of the amazing stuff to do with leadership, to do with marketing, branding. We're going to give you so much great value. It's insane. And guess what? It's free. Yes, that's right. It is free. If you are, want to take the opportunity and come and join us for the three-day event, I shit you not, it's going to be one of the biggest, baddest, biggest events in the whole world. Uh, so make sure that you click on thegamechangersummit.com and make sure you click on that because it's a free event. You cannot miss it for no, no, no law of no money. So I will see you there January 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and uh, we'll see you there. Take care. Bye. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers audio experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today we have another fun packed show. And this is actually with, uh, we're actually going to be talking about a really interesting subject that we haven't actually spoken about on this show before. And what I love about, you know, different topics, different conversations is that, you know, you just never know where, where the conversations diversify. So who have we got on today's show? We've got on today's show is Mark Septon. Mark is a mentor to entrepreneurs. He's a podcast host for Brains Magazine. And he's also the author of three books. One of them has just come out and it's called Mark Overman. He's also um, a personal mentor for entrepreneurs and uh, has worked with millionaires alike and has got a, a, an an abundance of different business uh, background as well. And today's talk is we're going to be talking a little bit about masculine and feminine energy. We're also going to be talking about how we can apply that masculine and feminine energy in the world of leadership. We're also going to be talking about the differences, how you can uh, apply certain leadership principles in relation to this certain energy as well. And we're also going to be having a chat to Mark a little bit about his podcast and his new book as well. So uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Adam. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to what you've got in store for us today. I always think that the most beautiful uh, and intriguing and curious podcasts are always ones that are really authentic, they're from the heart and they just have the ability to just flow. And I think for me, they're the ones that really bring kind of a greater sense of um, understanding and, and people are keen to hear. So I'm hoping that I can give your listeners as much uh, as I can from a place of you know great energy and, and insight. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that. It's really good. And um, interestingly enough, I mean, I'm a big fan of energy. You know, it's all energy is a big fascination for me. Um, I know that um, 
my good friend Simon Ong as well, who, who's also a big fan on Clubhouse as well. We talk about, about energy in terms of productivity, but we're going to be talking a little bit of a little bit different in terms of energy and how it applies. But let's just start off, actually, Mark. I know that, um, what was I going to say? I'd like to talk a little bit about masculine and feminine energy and the differences between the two so that we can kind of make a clear distinction between, between the two, if that's okay. Yeah, I mean... I think it is fascinating energy. And I, I think that, you know, I'm coming from a place of where, you know, I've heard the, I hear the feminists, I've heard the bigots, I've, I've heard <laughs> and, and I've seen, you know, the, the par parallel opposites of, of understanding and positioning and posturing between men and women. And what I'd like to say from the start is while I believe men and women uh, should have equality in the sense if a man and woman do the same job, absolutely, they should be recompensed uh, accordingly. Uh, I do believe that men and women are different. And so therefore, I, in some ways, I don't feel we're equal because there's some things that women do on planet Earth that are way better than men can ever do. And we just need to get out of a woman's way and let her lead. I also think it's the same on the other side of the coin. There's things that men really excel at. And you know what, women, you need to get out of our way and let us lead to and and for me I, I really am in the business of reminding people that a man and woman uh, coming together is to complement to create a symphony rather than this um kind of wrestling match for for who leads and when yeah uh, and i think a, lo a lot of the masculine feminine energy and the topic around it and what fascinates me is actually if we can both find the right rhythm we're actually going to bring more healing to each other. Uh, you know, we, we always hear uh, hurting people hurt people. Well, healed people heal people as well. And I think that needs to be the flip of where we need to take, I guess, uh, our life and our, our mandate, you know, whatever we do is that we actually are starting to bring more healing, more leadership into this whole area of understanding. And, and yeah, as we talk about the masculine and the feminine, you know, deeper in this conversation, you know, for me, it has to start with us thinking and processing and reflecting on who we really are as a man or as a woman uh, and what that really looks like for us. Uh, and then it's from that, then we can make strides to actually create what I call this symphony. Interesting. You know, I, I actually didn't think this was going to come up so soon because you mentioned there was something that came you know, off the back of that conversation, which was all this kind of, you know, this whole kind of pro-women and pro-men, but more pro-women, I would say, um, you know, this kind of, oh, empowerment, you know, um, what's your kind of take on this, you know, oh, pro-women, you know, oh, you know, kind of, you know, support the women, support the men type of thing. I mean, what's your, what's your take on all this? It sounds a bit kind of, I suppose, a bit immature in a way. It's interesting because when I reflect on my own personal beliefs, I've never, and it's the same with race and religion and, and all those other segregations that you have. I, I see a person, you know, so it's interesting for me when I see these women only groups and I'm thinking, you know what, if there was a men only group, there'd be uproar. Now, I appreciate <laughs> I'm so not true. a woman. It's so true. It's so true. It is, so, it is true. so true. Or you're called a sexist <laughs> bigot or whatever it might be. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh my God, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> well, it's, it is so true. And, and, and it's interesting for me because I've, I almost feel offended almost by it because I'm like, I would never separate the two. Now, 
I understand I'm not, I've never been a woman. <laughs> I would make a shocking <laughs> one. And um, so I don't, I can't appreciate obviously some of the negative stigma that women will have faced in, in what they call a man's world. And I think that that's certainly started to change a lot, but I feel like it's got, it is going too much the other way. Uh, and I think that, you know, as a man, we need to, I think, take ownership for some of the negative I guess experiences women have, have faced. I, I certainly talk about that in my book about how men don't really conduct themselves. And I'm speaking generally here because there's some great men, uh, of course, on planet Earth. But there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of men that don't even know how to look at a woman properly, both with his physical eyes, but also the eyes of his heart. You know, it's it's it does it, like you know because I've got two daughters as well. It makes me very mindful of me you know, wanting to challenge men. And, and a part of me writing this book actually is to make sure that when my daughters reach an age of dating and marriage, that I've influenced a few men in the way that they conduct themselves. And I, I think that's really, really important as well. But yeah, going, going to the, the initial part of, you know, my thoughts on, you know, women empowerment and men empowerment, I'm, I'm into people empowerment, um, but I'm very much mindful that, we do need to come together now and, and stop stop fighting. Yeah. And it, it's interesting because, you know, I think I think you're absolutely right. And I, I, I don't know if it's a, a, a perception that's been created or that society has been conditioned into thinking that, you know, it's like a battle between the sexes. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. there's a power struggle, right? Who 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 is gonna who's gonna have the more senior executive position? Who's gonna have more of the leadership role and and that kind of stuff? And we we both know that you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on as well in the, in the show, is uh, is the is is the positions of power and influence, and we'll talk about that because I think it's an interesting conversation. Um, just while we're on this subject, in terms of um, behaviors should we say how does the behavior of men differate between the behavior of women particularly in the business world any thoughts there mark yeah i mean that's a that's a great question it's interesting because in some ways you can't turn on and off a switch hmm. you know i can't remember who says it and it's a it's probably one of the most uh, said cliches but the way you do every anything's the way you do everything there's that sense of you know, I don't think that, you know, privately you can be one way and then totally different professionally. I think eventually you get you get found found out. And I think that, you know, when it comes to in the in business, I, I mean, it, typically how men are built is we're we're the ones that that tend to be the ones to go out, uh, want the adventure we pursue. We have vision, you know, uh, and tend to be bringing out the confidence in 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 a vision uh, and then i would say women beautiful in terms of their their detail uh give it a consciousness uh let it be with heart uh so i find that you're adding you're adding heart and empathy to to vision and strategy um you know this there's definitely certain elements that i can really see women really lead especially with the with detail uh, and making it look, you know, it's incredible, actually, like when I was doing my book launch, um, I was taking pictures of the book for social media. And then 
a couple of my friends who who are women they started taking pictures and they shared them with me and I was like wow that's so much better than <laughs> so much better than than my picture and I was quite happy with my picture but they put it put it to a different level and it just made it more appealing yeah you know and and I I think that that's that's interesting for me it's like you have you have the body and then you have the spirit and I find that men as a metaphor tend to be the one that create the skeleton and the woman is the one that that dresses it and you know glam glamifies it yeah. I like that's a good analogy I like I like that that's uh that's, that's a really interesting part in terms of um you know just sort of kind of on that subject or whatever it is um but you know when we talk about behaviors and when we think about habits as well habits of business um in terms of the way you know maybe a uh men a man should or shouldn't behave because i know you know you hear of um especially in uh positions of power whether it be senior management or whatever it might be where you get where you get maybe an accusation or a perception that a woman okay is basically using masculine energy in order to get what she wants and maybe a man uses feminine energy right but you know maybe that they uh maybe they're seen as, 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 as a weak person or whatever it is. Let's talk about some of those false perceptions in the business world, because there are a lot of false perceptions. I think there is a lot of false perceptions and maybe it creates poor judgment on people's opinions based on that individual. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think the reason why there's so much confusion and maybe we're dressing ourselves like not correctly is because of, I think some of the mistakes that in history, you know, we've, we've made. And, and like I said, I've never been a woman, so I've never experienced what it feels <laughs> like to walk, to walk into like, I don't know, the canteen area of a workplace and you've got 20 eyes on you and it's a little uncomfortable, you know, feeling like, Oh, can I just be, you know, valued for my brain rather than, you know, my beauty. Whereas I think for a man you know we don't have those same sort of responses I, I can't think of a time I thought you know I'd probably quite like 20 eyes on me if I'm honest Adam <laughs> you know and it probably probably, would, probably wouldn't make me feel uncomfortable you know and it's it's interesting isn't it because I think that sometimes we feel like we have to be something that we're not because we're we're wanting to 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 fit in or I think identity is a really big challenge right now especially for the younger generation of yeah of what does a man really look like and what does a woman really look like and how you know we're talking about behaviors and my favorite thought on behaviors is is your belief uh, determines your behavior so what you believe is true you then behave out of that and like i've already said you know when i look at when i look at a human being and that's exactly what i see i i don't i don't have a problem taking leadership from a woman therefore uh, my behavior will be one where I'm engaged, I'm listening to what a woman says or what a man says or even what a child says, because I believe that I can learn from from anybody uh, and everybody, you know, and you have to have that that willingness to to open yourself up. But I think our identity is, is where it, it kind of there's a misconception there, because I think people don't know how they should behave because they don't even know what they believe you know and i think that everything comes down to what do we believe is true and then our behavior is very much an expression of our belief 
You know, it's, it, it's an interesting thought. I mean, what dictates how you should behave and how you should not behave? Who dictates that? Because from my perspective, no one dictates it. It's our, our, our beliefs, like you mentioned, your beliefs, your judgments, and kind of, I suppose, our, our experience and our, our uh, upbringing, I guess many of those things. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you, 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 uh, you hit the nail on the head there, which is a good one. Um, interestingly, I want to bring back a point that you made earlier on and something which I really kind of want to touch on, which, I, which, which again, I think is extremely important, but exploring why there are more men in positions of power and influence compared to women. Because interestingly enough, we know that in uh, publications like Gallup, that in the Fortune 500 companies, if they have uh, a, a balanced, uh, say, 50-50 or, you know, there's a, a good balance between men and women on the senior management board. We know those companies are far more profitable. They're far more productive and engaged and, you know, tick all the boxes compared to other companies. But from your perspective, Mark, I mean, you know, you're in business, you mentor with smaller companies as well as larger companies. What's your thoughts of the reasons why men are still have that position of power and influence compared to maybe women? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think, you know, oh, there's a, a number of reasons that come to mind. I think that, and I'll tread carefully here as well. <laughs> I think there's a there is a degree where where women disqualify themselves, uh, and I think some of that's based on a couple of reasons. One would be choice, because I think, and I'm stereotyping here, um, but in most cases, if you have children within a relationship, then women will want uh, to invest and develop and nurture their children, um, and obviously that's a choice for each couple and relationship to decide um that's just what i've experienced and what i deem to be true um you know so i think there's 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 that side of it of the fact that there's always going to be you know that pause in a in a woman's career where the opportunities may elude her because she's reached a point where she's serving her family before she's serving her career so yeah. i think there's some of that it's and there is some exceptions where men actually have started to to take more of a of a house husband. Uh, I know my my sister's husband uh, did that role um, for a number of years, and so I know that that's that is starting. But I think that's one of the reasons why, because I think there is that sense of uh, women taking care of of the children, I, and also you know, like I said about disqualifying themselves. I I feel like. You know, there's certain, there's certain challenges that men and women face. And I find that I can understand why for women it's harder. And I, I, I'm so impressed by women who, who do have children and are hustling and creating uh, and achieving. I think fair play because I, I think, you know, I have my kids pretty much every week or every other weekend. So I still have Monday to Friday where I can hustle. Whereas, you know, typically especially if you come from a split family, you know, you have the, the mother who's, who's got the kids 70% of the time uh, and really able to achieve anything is absolutely incredible. Um, so I think that a couple of those reasons as, as, as to why men still probably have more of a dominion uh, on that. I also think that there's still going to be a part of, of the fact that 
you know, there's probably some beliefs there that still believe women shouldn't be in places of power, just like there's sadly racism on, on the planet. It still exists. Mm-hmm. So there is still going to be blocks. Um, and then I think that, you know, now that we're starting to see a shift because of the crazy ass pandemic and, and now people are working from home and remotely, I, I think that that may actually open a door for there to be more women leadership. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would suit them better because of the lifestyle they have. Yep. Whereas in an office, you know, it's very much tailored, you know, for, for, a, for a man, um, you know, and I, I, there'd be some, I think there'd be some of my reasons, Adam, as to why. Yep. And, and, and it's interesting guys, because here, here's the thing, if you're listening into what me and Mark are talking about, right. And, and I don't know about you guys, but you know, you have to be very careful about what you say because we don't want to like cause offense, but essentially it is, you know, it's very subjective, you know, it's very much, okay. It's, it's someone else's opinion, but again, it's like, it's a bit like it's, it's basically trying to um, uh, break some of the stigmas around, you know, sort of men and women and, you know, and, and management leadership. Cause it, it, I don't know. What do you think, Mark? Do you think there's a lot of stigma around the whole kind of men and women kind of scenario and energy? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, well, it's interesting because actually when you were talking, a a joke came to mind, actually. Um, (laughs) No sexist jokes on this show, please. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, it's it's not really a sexist joke. Otherwise, I wouldn't share it yet. I'm hoping that I, I have some wisdom in my 40 years. (laughs) um but but it it is i'm very mindful of the fact that actually you know as a man i can't speak for women because i've never been one and and women can't speak for men because they've never been one yeah um but the joke was that they've proven that being kicked in the balls is is far more worse than childbirth and the reason (laughs) why they've they've settled on this is because after a woman has gone through labor and pain, a year later, she's ready to have another child. But you never hear a man say, I can't wait to be kicked in the balls again. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. By the way, yeah, that, so- doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't give anyone the inclination of, we're not telling you to go, you know, knee someone in the balls uh, just, for the, just for the entertainment of it. We don't want you to do that, okay? <laughs> exactly. But that's what came to mind when you were talking, because I was thinking about, you know, there's certain things in life we just got to accept we can't experience. You know, when somebody says, you know, if they if they say, oh, I've just lost my mother or my father and you've not lost, you know, your mother or your father. Yeah. You can't say I know how you feel because you, you don't actually. You, you're better off to say, actually, I don't know how you feel, um, you know, but, I, but I'm but I'm here. You'll need to reset me on the question, Adam, because I, I got lost in my own joke there, my own humor. Oh, don't worry about it. It's all it's it, it it's all good. I was just talking about the different uh, stigmas around the whole kind of conversations between men and women energy, because you know some people can can come across and and, and take it the wrong way. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, well, they can, they can, and I think that. There is times where we need to be more sensitive as men, but then I also think there's more times where, where women equally need to not take things so personally. I think humour is a good one if it's done in the right way, because it just kind of... I look at the things that are universal, you yeah. know, and, and laughter is something that is absolutely universal, regardless of where you are, your education, whatever, we can all laugh. So I always try and encourage people to find 
things that we both we both do with freedom and expression yep and then it's it's through that means that actually we're able to journey together but i think until men start being honest and and women do the same because one thing that i've really been gleaning from uh especially in clubhouses is women really require men to be uh both vulnerable and empathetic now what i've challenged women with is the fact that when a man is vulnerable please don't use our vulnerability to then hurt us because i i think that if you're asking us to be and give you one thing and then you use that against us you're really not encouraging men to be vulnerable so i think we have to be mindful of that which we ask of the other sex that we also then create a space and time for us to walk and develop in that mm. otherwise i tell you discouragement is such a it really does take the wind out of yourselves especially if you're trying especially if you're trying to be something that you may not have been because of i don't know various traumas or attachment theory from when you're a child you know having to walk walk, walk through that i think that's really important Good point, actually. It, it, I, I, I liked the way that you kind of made that sort of apparent because I think that, you know, and, I, and it's interesting because I think the word, especially in the world of leadership, um, the use of empathy prior to, you know, our crazy times that we're in right now was few and far between in fairness. But now what I'm noticing more in the leadership realm and in terms of management and running your own business is that both men and women use empathy more because it's that kind of understanding of, again, going back to human psychology, right? You know, understanding, giving them support, whatever it is. But from a, from a men's perspective, right? How should men show more vulnerability and empathy with their teams, uh, with, their, uh, with their clients, their customers, or whatever it is? What's your thoughts? How should, how should people do that? Yeah, I mean, I would like to say that I'd like to see myself as somebody who's really personal. And, and I, I, I think inclusivity is one of the strengths that I have. And I think that that comes from I know what it's like to have been bullied, you know, at school and been isolated. I think when you go through, I always say you can never lead anybody from a place you've not been yourself before. And that's the great thing that I love about when I hurt most, I grow most because I know there will be a time in the future that the pain I went through will then serve somebody else and, and bring healing to them. You know, and I think that that's, that's vitally important when it comes to uh, our ability to, to lead us and, and affect change. Remind me again of the, of the question, uh, Adam. How should, how should men show more vulnerability and empathy in, in the business world? Thank you. Yeah. So I think, you know, for me, it all, always does start with conversation. It starts with the fact that I, I may share something, you know, personal, like with my team, or it may be if, if it's a business challenge, I may say, you know what, as a business, we're facing, you know, this, this challenge, I would, I'd love for us to be creative you know, and I would draw the experience uh, of other people by actually just owning the fact that actually this is a this is a different difficult period for for me as the as the leader and also for the business, but also mindful of the fact we have a lot of skill sets and a lot of experience. Uh, 
you know and so for me I feel like it first has to be conversational has to be personable you know and for me I wear my heart on my sleeve um I'm not I always find it strength it's strength to be vulnerable I don't see vulnerability as as weakness so again it all comes down to belief determining your behavior because if you believe vulnerability is something that shows weakness you're not going to behave out of that but if you do then actually you're going to be able to share with with confidence and the thing that i've noticed with vulnerability is is when i'm vulnerable everybody starts to be vulnerable because trust is then built if trust is then built then you can actually change a life change a business because it has to start with with honesty and i guess the umbrella of that is integrity you know your your key principles of of what you believe is true and staying true to that. And and so that's how I would cultivate it within the home and the workplace is you've got to be the one that's, I always say, I I like to see somebody's belly. If somebody keeps showing me all the good stuff and not showing me the humanness of it. And people will say, Matt, you have a great balance of actually uh, sharing the things that you're proud of and, and good at, but also you share some of your own, suffering you know and i feel that's what makes it you know relatable love it very cool very good um i suppose my final question really which is all around again i suppose leadership styles because you know we've got a wide diversity of people in you know listening in and i i suppose my question really is all about what are the main differences in leadership styles that between what men use and what women use and how does not only what the differences are but is there a specific type of balance that you know that we must engage based on a particular culture within the business i suppose there's a double kind of whammy question there sorry (laughs) no it's okay i i I think that you know the thing that i admire about women is they're very very teachable and i think they have a genuine desire to to learn and grow and, and are not so ego driven if i it's hard for me to actually think and name uh women that i see with with big egos with men i could name thousands you know they do if, if i think of ego I, i'm just seeing pictures of men of course. i'm not really seeing you know and i think that's a that's a big that's a big challenge i think i i love i love companies that that excel in what they do but they have such a heart-centeredness, such a, a gentleness uh, and a desire to listen because I think that a lot of businesses, they make the mistake of making it about them and not about the audience or the consumer or the one that's going to buy. And I find that women are better at that because I think they they go through the process more, um, whereas men, we tend to be very directive we kind of know what we want without kind of uh, going through the process, Um, you know? And so for me, you know, the differences and what we really need to see within, within leadership is, is a balance of of vision, but also uh, a balance of, of heart and and detail, you know, and for me, those two need to, to marry up in order to really affect, I think the world and the way that we do business. Love it. Very cool. Well, you know, this, uh, this is uh, I, a really interesting conversation, the whole kind of men and women, kind of what I call energy and 
you know, behaviors and habits, because it, it is something that we haven't really explored. And it's not something that really kind of comes up in conversations, whether, whether you're listening to a podcast or, you know, it, I know, I know that you do some uh, regular shows on Clubhouse as well with, with some of our uh, mutual colleagues and friends and, uh, but few and far between in terms of really having a deeper understanding of, um, of how it can relate to everyday living right whether you're an employee whether you're an entrepreneur whether you're a business owner or or in senior management i guess you know the, the fundamentals don't really change do you know what i mean mark and uh, mm-hmm. you know i think i think you you know highlighted some really good areas there um tell us a little bit more about you know your new book because i know your new book just came out you know very very recently tell us a little bit more about that because i know that there's a personal story attached to that but also you know, that you, you kind of also relate it back to, um, you know, the, there's there's some stuff on business there, there's some stuff on family in there. And it, I suppose it's kind of what I call the human project as, as such. But tell, tell us more, more about Mark of a Man. Yeah, Mark of a Man, it's uh, available on Kindle and paperback at, at all the major book retailers. They're really happy that it's in Barnes & Noble over in the States, Booktopia in Australia, Waterstones in the UK, yes. So I'm really happy for that. I mean, the essence of Mark of, of a Man, and, and while I have focused it for men, it isn't just for men, and I'll explain uh, why I think it's good for women to read. I mean, it's the essence of it is to help men become better men, and I, I really wanted to lift the lid on the expectations and the responsibilities of being a man, you know, whether that's in the home or in the workplace, which obviously, as you said, it's, it's a nice cluster. But at the end of the day, you know, we can never escape ourselves. I'm always a fascinated by that the amount of times I would have loved to have jumped out of my own body and and hid from myself you know and we know that the most important relationship we have is is with ourselves uh, and therefore rather than us trying to run away from it which I think typically a lot of men do uh, to sit in something is different to wallowing in it and I talk about the process of sitting in an emotion uh, acknowledging the emotion and understanding why it's there and what it really represents and then how to really express that emotion as a man. Uh, and then I like to go a little deeper around, you know, the responsibilities of, of what it really means to be a man, both uh, as, a, as a partner, as a friend, as a brother, as a son, as a businessman, whatever that is, what it really means, what are the responsibilities that I believe men should be carrying. And then I talk about the expectations. So I talk about some of the struggle and, and I do talk on a number of chapters through the lens of my own divorce, realizing there's not a lot out there for men. If you think of magazines, there's only men's health. But if you think of, you know, women's magazines, they've got so many things, so many resources, groups, but, you know, nothing for men. So I thought, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to create a resource for men that are maybe find it difficult to understand their emotion and really find their identity but also to challenge men, as we were talking about in the podcast, challenging men in terms of how they act and behave, the way they talk to, to women in particular, the way that they see women. So there is some challenge in there in terms of, of, of how we're showing up in life. And then I, I do dive into like the masculine and, and the feminine energy because I think that's so, so important. Very cool. Love it. Very good. Awesome. So listen, guys, for you guys that are interested more to learn about Mark and about masculine feminine energy, how that applies to business, how that applies to your personal life, 
then uh, we, what we're going to do is we're going to, if you just do yourselves a favor, you can check out Mark's book by clicking on the links below, uh, depending on where you are in the world. Of course, we've got listeners from all over the world, I believe in 35 different countries, which is great. So make sure you check out Mark's book. And uh, if you do purchase the book, or if you do reach out to Mark, please do mention the podcast because then he can put two and two together. And uh, if you do make a purchase, make sure that you leave a five-star review or at least a review. Um, no pressure there, by the way, um, but it's all good. Listen, Mark, just want to say thanks very much for being on the show today. We really appreciate your time and uh, it's, been, it's been fascinating. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And you're a great, uh, great host as well, Adam, because it's very, when you, when you have an interview and it's engaging and it's authentic and, and rather than you stick to your questions, you, you go with what's naturally being discussed. It makes a massive difference. So credit to you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. And, and well, I think it's also down to the years of experience that I've been doing this for a long, long time. And, you know, some of the uh, some of the um, people that come onto the show, they're like, hey, so I'm so impressed by, you know, the, the, the whole kind of uh, interview and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the reality is, is that it takes preparation. And there's so many people and, you know, I think there's almost three million podcasts out there uh, in, in the world, which in reality, it's kind of, you know, sort of the icing on the cake. It's very, very little compared to like maybe the amount of published books that come out every year. But in reality, um, you know, it just uh, it just absolutely flabbergasts me that the fact that, you know, a, a host of a of a show because, you know, I love this show. I think it's fantastic. I think we we, we add so much value. and We have so many great loyal listeners uh, from around the world is that preparation is key. You know, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Preparation is key. And, uh, and and you learn so much from just, you know, from our conversations and conversations with any others. And so, uh, no, I really appreciate the compliments. So thank you very much. Very cool. Uh, so listen, guys, there's enough from uh, me and Mark. Hope you've enjoyed the show and we'll see you back in again on the next Game Changers audio experience. Take care. And from me and Mark, see you soon. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening into today's show. I hope that you have enjoyed today's show. Just a reminder, we love creating this amazing podcast show. It wouldn't be as successful if it wasn't for you guys. So we want to make sure that we would love it if you would be able to reciprocate and write an amazing, whether it be a one-star or five-star review. If you're listening to this on Apple, go to Apple on iTunes and go to the Game Changers Audio Experience, leave a one or a five-star review, whichever you prefer. If you're listening to this on Android, whether it be on Amazon Music, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the good Android platforms, go to podchaser.com, that's podchaser.com, and leave a one or a five-star review on there. We'll be externally grateful. Thanks very much for tuning in. We've got some great shows coming up. Cheers.